0: You're listening to City Edge Church. For more information, go to cityedgechurch.com.au So let's just open this morning in prayer. Lord, there's such a thing as sweet sorrow. And this morning we gather with that emotion in our hearts There is sorrow that we're saying farewell to a couple who have poured out their lives for us and for this church. But there's sweetness as well, because you have blessed them, you have been faithful to them, you will continue to bless them, and you are leading them into the next stage of their life. So Lord, we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, we gather to worship the Lord in song, which we've just done, with his word, which we're about to do. And in our fellowship, which we will do, we have done some of already, we'll do more of later on. But today is a very special day, for as you all know, because you're here for this purpose, today is the day we send off Tony and Rhonda, who have served us and served this church faithfully for more than 10 years now. So it might surprise you when I would suggest that we will worship God in the sending off as well this morning. It seems strange to say that we worship God through sadness. But at a very basic level of our lives, whether it's our church, our relationships, our work, it should all be an act of worship to God. Everything we do should be worship to God. One day I plan to uh, talk about that, how we worship God in our workplace, in our family, in our friendships and everything else. Um, but today our worship is particularly focused for it's worship that springs out of God's greatness to work in and through us as believers and in particular Tony and Rhonda as a couple. To worship God for his greatness to work through people who would submit their lives to his calling and his leading. And it's also worship that springs out of God's faithfulness to Tony and Rhonda and through them to us as a church. Genesis 12 tells us, Now the Lord said to Abram, Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonours you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. At that time the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. They say that there are two types of people in the world. Pioneers and settlers. Pioneers push out into uncharted territory. Settlers follow behind, build houses, plant crops, raise families. Both types are needed. Abram, later known as Abraham, was a pioneer. He heard the call of God to leave his homeland, his people, his comfort, his security. Abram grew up in Ur of the Chaldees, a wealthy and advanced city. It was probably the equivalent of Melbourne in those days. At some time, at some point in time, the family moved to Haran where they settled for a while. Then when Abraham was 75 years old, he left it all behind. What sort of friendships do you develop over 75 years? What sort of possessions do you accumulate Over 75 years. I know if God called me to leave everything behind, to go to some foreign, unknown country, it would take me a long time to get my affairs in order. And in fact, I'd probably be more likely to respond like some of those who Jesus called to follow him. Lord, let me first go bury my father. Let me first say farewell to those at home. It would take me time to get organised, I've accumulated too much stuff in 30 years of marriage and in 60 years of life. And some of it has too strong a hold on me. That's an indictment on me. But Abraham left it all behind because he heard God call. Abraham wasn't just uprooting to go from one job to another better paying job. He wasn't uprooting to go from a nice house to a bigger, better house. He was leaving all he had known for 75 years to go into the unknown. Genesis 12.1 tells us, The Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I mentioned a few weeks ago how God called Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac on an altar. You may remember, those who are here, that I pointed out that God seemed to deliberately make it difficult for Abraham. For he said to Abraham, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and offer him as a burnt offering. God speaks to Abraham here in a similar way. Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. God didn't even tell Abraham where he was going. It was just to go to the land that I will show you. Don't make it easy for him, will you, Lord? (laughs) Too frequently, we take on the Christian life and follow what we believe is God's calling without counting the cost. Jesus made no bones about it. We have to count the cost. He said, whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. There's a cost to following Christ and there's a cost to following the call of God on your life. Don't expect it to be all beer and Skittles. Anyone who tells you that following Christ will solve all your problems has either led an exceptionally charmed life or they're lying to you. There is a cost and that cost could mean your life. So what does all this have to do with Tony and Rhonda, you might ask? Only this. Tony and Rhonda had a pretty comfortable life. They had a young daughter. They had close family and friends. They had a nice home in a lovely area. They had secure jobs. They had leadership in their church. They had what would be a perfect life for most of us, for most of us settlers. But God called, and when God called, he said, follow me, and they replied, yes, Lord, we will follow you. Did they know fully the cost of following him at that time? Of course not. For they, and Abraham, and us, are called to step out in faith. For faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen, it tells us in Hebrews. There has been a cost for Tony and Rhonda. They moved further away from friends and family, people they are close to. The home they moved into was less than half the size of the one they left behind. They've made innumerable financial sacrifices. They juggled the demands of full-time work with the challenges of building something from scratch and with the responsibility of caring for a group of God's people. And then there was also the challenge for Tony of preparing a healthy, hearty meal from the Scriptures to feed the sheep on a weekly basis. I'm personally only now beginning to discover the weight of that responsibility. Mel and I have been privileged to be close enough to Tony and Rhonda for many years, 15 years or something like that, to see behind the scenes, so to speak. We've seen firsthand the love that they have for all of you. We've seen we've seen the burden Tony has felt to proclaim Christ to you, so that he may present all of us mature in Christ, as Paul said to the Colossians. We've seen the genuine joy that they have felt when they hear of your successes. We've seen the genuine heartache they've experienced when they hear of your losses rejoice with those who rejoice Paul wrote weep with those who weep I can tell you first hand I've seen them do that on many occasions those of us who remain behind those of us who have had the benefit of their care and concern over the years will probably never comprehend the sacrifices they've made to plant this church and to work with God to see it grow. But that's okay. You're not required to. God doesn't call everybody to be pioneers. You need some settlers to stay behind to build the city and to raise the families. If God should call you to be pioneers in the future, you'll find that out for yourself. But I'm certain that Tony and Rhonda would tell you that they don't regret a second of the past 10 or 12 years of hearing and following the call of God to plant City Edge. And those of you who pushed out with Tony and Rhonda 10 years ago to help plant City Edge Church need to be commended also. You also gave up comfort and security, at least to some degree, to partner in the work of pioneering. It would not have happened without you and Russell, particularly Russell and Emily and Eric, thinking of you as I say that, it would not have happened without you. Thank you for your faith and your faithfulness. We will, as a church, be poorer for the loss of Tony and Rhonda. But we'd also be poorer if it wasn't for all of you. By that, I don't mean poorer in numbers or poorer in finances. That's insignificant. I mean poorer. I mean incomplete. Poorer in relationship. Poorer spiritually. Poorer as a functioning body of Christ. So, what sort of faith does it take to be a pioneer? Only the sort of faith that gets you in the hall of fame of faith in Hebrews chapter 12, uh, chapter 11, sorry, verse 8. It says, "By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance." And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in the foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. I hesitate to say that Abraham's call to be a pioneer is greater than the call the rest of us have to be settlers'. But there's something special about the call to settle and put your shoulder to the wheel on a daily basis being a husband, a father, a wife, a mother, a brother, a sister, a friend and a faithful believer to put your shoulder to the wheel on a daily basis through the monotony of the daily grind. But Abraham stepped out as a pioneer. He stepped out in faith to push into the promise that God had for him and for his descendants. Abraham never received the fulfilment of that promise in his time on earth, but Abraham looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Abraham knew somehow that the promise would only be completely fulfilled in conjunction with us, with future believers. Tony and Rhonda stepped out as pioneers. They haven't yet seen the fulfilment of God's promise to them in planning City Edge Church. I know Tony's heart was to see City Edge grow for decades, even centuries into the future. If God should be gracious to continue to build City Edge for decades to come, they won't see the fulfilment of that promise. But they too have looked forward and seen the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. If God is calling you to be a pioneer, can I firstly firstly encourage you to take it seriously? We need more people with the courage to push into new and even hostile territory for the cause of Christ. It will be a challenging call. It will most likely be tougher than you ever anticipated, but it is a desperately important call. It's desperately important in these days of darkness, scepticism, rebellion, atheism, apathy. We need people who will carry the light of Christ into the darkness. We also need settlers who will follow those pioneers in to be a light in those places. And can I encourage you also with the thought that God always rewards faith. He always rewards it in some way, not always in the way we expect. You may not see the full completion of what he has called you to but with Abraham, with Tony and Rhonda you'll one day see the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. And You'll be perfectly positioned to hear those precious words of our Father. Well done, good and faithful servant. Thanks for listening to City Edge Church. For more information, go to cityedgechurch.com.au.